this is the first Sunday of Advent. And um, what Advent does is point us to Christmas. And something I didn't understand for a long time that when it comes to um, church life and the church calendar, um, Advent and Christmas are, are really separate. You know, Christmas is a moment, Christmas Day. You know, the day when Jesus enters the world. That's, that's what we're looking forward to. But Advent is, is the anticipation, the, the yearning, the looking forward, the, the what is to come kind of moment. And that is the season that we're in beginning today. And our sermon series for Advent uh, is focused on hope. Deborah lit the candle of hope this morning. And that will be our theme for the next several Sundays as we all live and struggle work through this world that is um, often cold and often hard and often challenging, a world where there needs to be hope um, in our own lives and in the lives of those around us. And in particular today, we're going to talk about how God brings hope in unexpected situations and sometimes through unexpected people and unexpected circumstances, how God surprises us sometimes in those moments. Um, I, I've gone back and forth a hundred times on what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, because as I was thinking about this, how, how surprises enter in life, I, I've thought about a lot of things in my life where I've been surprised. Just a lot of stories, a lot of family stories where, oh, wow, I wasn't expecting that to happen. And I want to tell a story that involves my oldest son, Josh, who's home from college, so he gets to hear this firsthand and his aunt Sharon and years ago uh, when Josh was a little elementary school kid um, his aunt Sharon invited him to go to Six Flags the amusement park on the south side of St. Louis and so they went that's just the two of them and I don't remember much about that day except it was during the summertime and it was hot and sometime at some point during the day uh, Josh suggested to his aunt Sharon that they, they cool off and and his idea to cool off was to go stand next to one of the water rides and when the boat of people came splashing by they could get splashed and cool off so Sharon agreed to that okay my little innocent nephew wants that to happen so I'll, I'll play along I'll do it so they walked out onto this uh, footbridge that was over the top of one of the the water rides and and the, the, the boat of people would come down this, this big ramp, of course, and hit the pool of water at the bottom, right where the footbridge was. The big splash would splash them and, and cool them off. So they got into the position on the footbridge, and they were looking, waiting for the next boat of people to come. And, and Josh, he had one more suggestion. He said, why don't we close our eyes? That'll make it more fun. It'll be more exciting. So Sharon said, yeah, let's do that. So she went along and, and, and just what her innocent little nephew suggested. And she closed her eyes. Moments later, the boatload of people came down. The big splash came. Sharon was soaked from head to toe. And I can just imagine her. If you know her, you know her laugh. I can imagine her laugh. And she opened her eyes sharing this special moment with Josh. And she looked next to her. And Josh was nowhere to be found. Sweet, innocent, little Josh had 
pranked his, his aunt, and he was off out of the splash zone where he was laughing and, and just taking it all in. Um, sometimes we're surprised in life, just like Aunt Sharon was surprised in that moment. Hopefully today we'll, we'll point to some things and think about some things um, bigger than that and more meaningful than that. When God steps into our lives and surprises us in unexpected ways. We're going to look at two different scripture passages today. Our first is from Romans chapter 13. And in this passage, even though Paul, the Apostle Paul wrote, wrote this centuries ago um, about waiting and anticipating Jesus' return, it's, it's just as relevant for us today as it was when Paul wrote it. So I invite you to follow along with me. Romans chapter 13, starting in verse 11. Besides this, you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than we, when we became believers. The night is far gone, the, na- the day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Some um, Bible versions uh, title this passage, The Day is Near. And Paul begins by painting this picture of of being in the night, but the night almost being over, that the long-awaited morning, the dawn is just around the corner, the wait is almost over, what we've been yearning for and expecting is almost upon us. I looked at a few different Bible translations and and paraphrases for this, and and the Amplified Bible um, talks about this night this idea of the darkness, um, representing this, this present evil age. And, and I, I, I found some, I, I find myself nodding my head as, as I read that and thought about that. Again, as, as we live in this world, that uh, we don't have to look far to see, find evil. We don't have to, to wait very long before something unjust or, or just wrong happens. But the good news is that this night is moving closer and closer and closer to the sunrise, closer and closer to dawn at every moment. And, and Paul talks about while we wait, how we should live. Just points out some, some common things there. And, and in my Todd Pridemore simplified, dumbed-down version, that means, Todd, live for God, live less for yourself. Live your life for God. Do what God wants you to do. Live less for yourself and what you want in this world. I also looked at the message paraphrase um, that Eugene Peterson wrote, and, and this is how he put some of those verses. He, he wrote, The night is about over. Dawn is about to break. Be up and awake to what God is doing. God is putting the finishing touches on the salvation work he began when we first believed. I love the way the message puts that because it clearly puts the focus on who is at work. 
especially in this season for all of us where we're busy decorating for things, where we're busy running to stores, where we're busy going to parties, where we're busy just doing tons of stuff on our own effort, this passage reminds us who is at work. God is at work preparing things. God is at work behind the scenes. God is at work getting things ready for what is to come. As I've thought about how, how comforting that is, I, I can't avoid th- those challenges with this season, um, the things that, that do make this, this season hard. Um, we, we've talked in, in past weeks here about the, the, the loss some of us have experienced um, and how that makes the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, this time of year really tough when you are doing it perhaps for the first time without a loved one who is no longer with you and how hard that is. Also, um, if you've been in any stores recently or, or out and about, you, you know the stress level just in general is, is through the roof, it feels like. I, I try to avoid shopping as much as possible, but the two or three times I've been out recently, um, can't tell you how many more frowns and scowls I've seen on people as opposed to smiles or just content expressions. How many times people with their shopping carts have cut me off or driving in the parking lot, you know, I get, get cut off in the car. Um, just everywhere we look at this time of the year, the anxiety, the, the rush, the tension, it's, it's at the highest point it is it, throughout the year at, at this time of the year. And, and then finally, the, the spiritual challenges that, that we have. That what Paul wrote about in, in those verses at the very beginning. Uh, even centuries ago, the yearning of Christians for Jesus to return and to restore things. And I don't know if it's the older I get, but, but I, I sense more and more of that every year. Jesus, when are you going to come back? This world is so out of whack. When are you going to put it straight? When are you going to bring justice and peace into a world that so desperately needs it? And for those of us that are honest with each other as we go through Advent season and Christmas, Advent and Christmas, year after year after year, we're still waiting for a sense of that. I usually save the, the practical application parts for the message to the very end, but I'm going to jump in right here. Um, I, I think, you know, as, as we talk about hope, and, and God bringing hope in unexpected ways in this world, I, I invite all of us in this time of year where it's so busy and so crazy and so stressful, how God can use us to bring hope in unexpected ways. It may be for that person you know who, who's lost a loved one to, to reach out to them. Um, you can't take away their loss. You can't take away their pain, but you can be with them in it. You can send them a card. You can spend time with them and just let them know you're not alone. I'm here with you in it. Next time you're in one of those crazy stores and, and somebody says something rude to you or does something rude to you, you can respond in a way um, where you share a little bit of, of hope with them. I have to do that premeditatively because if I wait until I, I'm in the moment, ooh, I, I don't respond very well. 
But if I go into it knowing there's a good chance somebody is going to be at their wit's end, maybe I can just respond to them, hey, I know it's a really stressful time of year. I know there's a lot going on. I'll pray that God's peace can enter your life in some way, that you can experience God's hope in some way. But maybe we can bring God's presence in an unexpected way into somebody's life like that. And then when it comes to us waiting for Christ's return, when it comes to us waiting for God to enter this world in in a real way, more real than it is now, it feels like sometimes. Maybe services like this are something that we continue to look forward to. Maybe God will place somebody in your life where they're struggling with that spiritual component, that spiritual connection as well, and say, hey, there's a great Sunday Eve, a Christmas Eve service, a candlelight service that's really full of hope and meaning. I want, I want you to, to come with me to be a part of that. But maybe it's something as little as that that we can do that we can share with those around us that God places in our lives. I was trying to think of something really powerful to wrap this message all up with. You know, one of those real-life examples of of this is what hope looks like when God shows up in an unexpected way. And God led me to a passage um, in the Old Testament that's really not an Advent passage at all. Um, but we're going to go there to, to wrap up this message. And, and as we read through this passage, I invite you to think about how God showed up in a surprising way, in, in multiple ways, in the life of the man we'll read about, Elijah, and how that hope didn't just stick with Elijah, but it filtered through him and made a difference in other people's lives as well. Um, it, tell you a little bit about this passage before we read it. Elijah was a prophet of God. He was an incredibly um, obedient, righteous man, uh, a wonderful example of what it looks like to, to follow God no matter what. And he, the passage we'll read about, he, was, he had to interact with, with the total opposite end of the spectrum, King Ahab, who was an unbelievably evil king. So not only did Elijah have this situation that he'd rather avoid, um, but he had to deal with this evil person. So he was, the stress was there, the tension was there, but also he had to break some very bad news to Ahab as well. So as, as we think a little bit about how this is a stressful time in our lives, Elijah was living that through the roof. Um, and, and he was in need of God's hope stepping into his life. So I invite you to follow along with me in 1 Kings chapter 17. Now Elijah the Tishbite of Tishbe and Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years, except by my word. So in other words, a big drought's coming. The word of the Lord came to Elijah, saying, Go from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the wadi sheriff, which is east of the Jordan. You shall drink from the wadi, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So Elijah went and did according to the word of the Lord. He went and lived by the wadi sheriff, which is east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the wadi. But after a while the wadi dried up, because there was no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, saying, 
Go now to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and live there, for I have commanded a widow there to feed you. So he set out and went to Zarephath. When he came to the gate of the town, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and said, Bring me a little water in a vessel so that I may drink. As she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, Bring me a morsel of bread in your hand also. But she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of meal in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I am now gathering a couple of sticks so that I may go home and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, Do not be afraid. Go and do as you have said, but first make me a little cake of it and bring it to me, and afterwards make something for yourself and for your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of mill will not be emptied, and the jug of oil will not fail until the day that the Lord sends rain on the earth. She went and did as Elijah said, so that she, as well as he and her household, ate for many days. The jar of meal was not emptied, neither did the jug of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. So in this situation, God first brings hope into Elijah's life. Um, Elijah was running for his life from, from Ahab. He went to a place to hide. God provided water. God provided food by the ravens. But then that season was over. The water dried up. God surprised Elijah and this widow by showing up and saying, go, go, Elijah, go to this widow. And I'm sure Elijah was like, a widow? Widows have nothing. How, how will this widow provide for what I need? And the widow was in the situation where she and her son were getting ready for their last meal. They had nothing left. And God, you're sending another mouth for me to feed? What are you thinking? That God surprised them both. God showed up in an unexpected way and, and threw them together. God's hope was evident in their lives and provided for them and, and moved them through that season and provided them hope in an unexpected way. Let's pray together. God, during this time when there's so much going on, so much excitement and things to look forward to, but also so much stress and anxiety, Lord, we look to you. God, we thank you that you are constant, you are the permanent, you are there no matter what. And help us see in these coming days and weeks, help us look to you to to those surprising moments when you show up in our lives where we can be thankful for your presence in our life. And God, we also pray that you'll help us take those opportunities and use them to, to share your hope with others in unexpected ways that they may know you and your love as well. Thank you for being with us here this this morning, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. At this time in the service, we come to our time of response, a time to speak to God, pray to God, talk with someone if, if there's questions or things on your mind. And I invite you to respond as however God is leading you to do that today. Right out the doors to my right, I'll be... Um, waiting along with Melissa and another person or two. If you'd like to talk 
or pray, we invite you to join us for that. But please stand and let's respond to God together this morning.